Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. As you know, we put in a ton of time and effort to make each of our shows as valuable as we can. If you find the information useful, please share this podcast with a friend by emailing it to them or sharing this on the social media site of your choice. Are you prepared for retirement? Are you even saving for retirement? Well, according to a recent Limera survey, almost half of Americans aren't even saving toward retirement. Joining us today, we have Robert Kersner, President and CEO of Limra Loma and LL Global Inc. They recently released a survey that shows just how unprepared Americans are when approaching retirement. So if you're one of the 49% of Americans that this survey talks to, you're going to want to sit down with your financial advisor soon and take steps to get on the right path. And with that, we'd like to welcome Bob Kersner. Welcome, Bob. I'm glad to be here. I know as president of Limera, you guys just had a survey that came out, and maybe some people caught it on the news. It was pretty eye-opening, even for us that serve the public in financial planning and serving the public and helping them plan for retirement. But 49% of Americans said they weren't contributing to any retirement plan. I find that absolutely shocking, at the same time very scary. What are the reasons contributing to this today? There's a lot of them, but I think that at the core, people are struggling to make ends meet in this economy, and therefore, kind of the idea of long-term planning is becoming less of a priority. It's much more about surviving. If you look in 2011, almost half of Americans told us that they couldn't cover their financial obligations for more than a month if they lost their job. That's really sad. In addition, 75% of Americans believe that they really first have to build a safety net before they can start to worry about planning for retirement. So retirement is very important to people. In fact, our studies say that that 99% of people say this is a major financial objective of theirs. But at the same time, what we think is part of the problem is people just aren't any more systematically savings. Years ago, I talk about, remember when we had Christmas clubs, when kids took a dollar a week to school? We taught people that they had to save systematically. And that's just not happening like it, it used to. Bob, I guess what's disturbing to me is many companies today offer retirement plans, and many times they're promoted within the workplace. So it's just still shocking to me. Is it just the current economic environment, or is it just complacency, uncertainty, lack of counsel? Help Americans inspire them to actually sit down with a qualified professional and turn the tide of this 49%. Well, by nature, something that's farther out is harder to think about, right? So when it really also seems very hard, like, boy, I can't possibly think about that. That's 10 or 15 or 20 years from now. I'm worried about today. I think to your point, sometimes it takes someone to help really sit down and get them to focus on building a plan. But you know, if you think about it years ago, a lot of People in our business, in the life insurance business, went door-to-door -door and collected very small premiums. That really was a way that they did help people save systematically. 
right now I think a lot of people just have given up on the idea of retirement. So in the end, what's really worrisome is for young people who really aren't going to be covered, most of them, by defined benefit plans. You really have to wonder if they don't start saving very little bit over a very long time, how are they going to possibly get to have enough money to retire? And all this is happening at the same time that the government is really not providing as good a safety net. One has to wonder in the future if more programs won't have to be cut to balance the budget. And I think there's one other thing to think about. When we ask people what's their plan for retirement, one of the things, their number one answer is, well, I'm just going to have to work longer. So part of maybe why they don't think about it is because in their mind, I'm really not going to be able to afford to retire, so I'm just going to keep working. But we've got some data that says that's not such a good plan because, in fact, only about 50% of retirees retired when they thought they were gonna. And so most of them kind of don't get to work as long as they planned. And in fact, 50% of those didn't get to choose when they retired. Somebody else chose for them, whether it was health or whether it was a company saying, sorry, you don't have a job. So this whole issue of what's a plan, how am I going to plan, but the idea of, boy, I'll just work longer, that's not really a plan at all. It's interesting, Bob. I've been talking to more and more clients lately about this subject. And when I first got into the business, which was a few years ago, the big thing was when you talk to people about retirement planning, they say, oh, I'm not going to live that long. Now it's like, well, I'm never going to be able to retire. i got to work till I'm 80. So now it's gone from I'm not going to live long enough till retirement to I'll live a long time, but I won't be able to retire because I won't have enough money. So it's kind of interesting. What are the demographic groups that you're seeing right now through that study that are the guiltiest of not contributing, and how does that break down in the different age groups? Well, as you'd expect, the less money you have in terms of household income, the less you can save. So for those people who have a household income under $50,000, 73% of them are not saving at all for retirement. If somebody is in that fifty to 99000 range, 43% of them aren't saving for retirement. Now, once you get to households, earning 100,000 to 149,000 only about 20% of those folks are not contributing and interestingly enough once you get over 14999 say 150 or more oddly enough the number doesn't change much it's 19% so what we see is under 100,000 very very few people well under saving, systematically saving for retirement. Once you get over 100000 you're doing better. Now, age as well is interesting. 18 to 34, 56% of them are not contributing. So it's just not on the radar screen yet. 
Now, you can argue they're early in their careers, they don't maybe need to, but retirement to them is so far off. But again, if they were saving a little regularly, the beauty is that they have a lot of years of compounding interest to work for them, and 56% just aren't. And even shockingly, maybe, 35 to 49, 45%, so nearly half of those who are really at the point where they should be aren't saving at all. And what I think really was shocking to me, people 50 to 59, they're the ones getting close. You would think they would be the most motivated. Some of that group would have the kids through college. 41% of people 50 to 59 aren't systematically saving. Not in their 401k, not putting money aside saying, this money is for retirement. Those are really some of those demographics I think are quite surprising. Does it differ between gender? It does. Men, 45% are not contributing. Women, 53% are not contributing. And I'll tell you why that's particularly interesting. Because all of our studies indicate women are far more concerned about these issues and worry more about financial security than men. So there's something interesting going on there, and we're not quite sure what it is yet. Bob, there's not a single stat that you mentioned there that doesn't actually just blow me away. It's actually mind-boggling. Probably as your group was asking these questions, it just had to be amazing to get these responses. One of the things that I think is so critical to talk about, and of course, when you understand the power of starting early and having time on your side and the value of compounding, you talked about that age group of 18 to 34 at 56% not saving. Let's talk to them for just a minute. How can Mm -hmm. younger Americans be challenged to start investing? in their retirements sooner? Well, I think we have a major issue that is just beginning to be talked about, and that's financial literacy. There has been a number of studies recently that have pointed to how little college-age students know about finances, even very basic things. So I think it's a much broader issue. We have to begin in high school in college, teaching people more about planning, about money. And so retirement is just a small part of what it is that we're going to have to get across to people. But even when we think about why are people not buying life insurance at the same rate their parents did, why are more American households not covered by life insurance? We need to do a better job of education of all Americans, but we've got to start younger. And our data, by the way, says that 30% of all working American men and 14% of American women feel that they are knowledgeable about financial products and services. Only 30%. Only 14%. That tells you the overwhelming majority do feel, I need to learn more, I need to understand more. But what we also know, there's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of great websites that people can go to. But unfortunately, I think 
they start to read some of this, and their eyes glaze over. And I think we've got to do a better job of finding compelling ways to help people really understand these issues. How do we take things like games and turn them into learning opportunities, not just post pages and pages of data, and make it interesting and compelling for people. But I also think those in the financial services industry, when they're out talking to people, they need to help educate them better. They can't just show them a product. They have to really explain more about how the product will solve the real problem that that person has. Bob, when I think about how many times my kids on a daily basis play an app called Angry Birds, and you talk about converting that potentially to an educational game, what a phenomenal idea. Well, in a couple, we've been talking about this and showing companies research. And, you know, recently one company did send out a questionnaire. From filling out the questionnaire, it gave you an idea of how long you might live. But as you changed things based on medical history based on how old your parents were when they died. It changed. But I also think it did a great job of helping people understand, especially young people, that they could well live into their late 80s and 90s. In fact, a young couple today has better than a 50% chance that one or both of them will live to 92. So I think that's what we've got to do is find ways to engage them. Another compelling website, you choose a journey that you want to go on. And based on that journey and how you set up this lifestyle, it talks to you in a not typical way about some of the risks as a young person you might face and how you might protect against those risks. But it, again, does it in a much more fun way, if you will, than just putting a bunch of text and saying, go read it. You bet. Well, listen, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's transition to some of the risks that retirees face. So please stay tuned. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your Real Wealth Advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real Wealth Advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, P.O. Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. If you want more information on this program from your Real Wealth Professional, just click the More Information button so they know to contact you. Welcome back as we continue our conversation today with Bob Kersner, who's the President and CEO of LIMRA, 
Loma, and their parent organization, LL Global. Bob actually leads the world's largest organization, Association of Life Insurance and Financial Services Companies. That organization combined has over 1,200 members in more than 70 countries. So we really appreciate the perspective you're providing today. And just shocking of your recently released survey from LIMRA, where 49% of Americans said they weren't contributing to any retirement plan. Now, prior to the break, we were talking about trying to inspire younger America to get started. Let's maybe transition to the other side of that perspective. And what is the greatest risk for retirees today? I think there are two huge risks. The first is lack of money, lack of adequate savings, fuel in the tank, if you will, to make the journey across retirement. At the same time, it's longevity. So let me expand a little bit on those two. Earlier this year, we asked Americans if they felt confident that they were saving enough. And in fact, two-thirds said, no, we're not saving enough for retirement, and we know it. Think about that. This includes people that are later in their careers, but people in their 20s and 30s. And two-thirds say, we know we're not saving enough. But when you really look at some other statistics, you start to really understand how bad it is. We looked at people's investable assets across the U.S. And in fact, 35% of U.S. households have less than $10,000 in savings. And that's savings of any kind, retirement, bank account, for immediate emergencies, anything. And in fact, If you look, 7 in 10 households, 70% of American households, have less than $100,000 in savings. So when you start to say, wow, that's not a lot, how are people going to retire? And when we ask people how much they think they need, many more people think they need a half a million or more. And clearly, they are not on a path to get there. The second issue is this whole issue of longevity. As you pointed out earlier, people actually thought about retiring at 65. Governments set that as their targets because when those targets were set, most people died prior or very shortly after 65. Today, the current statistics, the odds are that people will live 20 years or more in retirement and they simply don't have enough savings to get them through that long a period. And that's what I talk about when I talk about having enough gas in the tank, and they simply don't. What's interesting, Bob, you talked about all these Americans have 10000 or less or 100000 or less. It's incredible. And then you couple that with the low interest rate environment that we're in. I just had a client just had a renewal of their CD at 0.69%. Let's just round that up to 1%. That's $1,000 of interest for the year. I don't think too many people could live on $1,000, even when you add in whatever they might get for Social Security. So it is an eye-opener to see that, and people do need to get serious about putting away for retirement. But next thing that we want to talk about is you had mentioned earlier a little bit of a gender gap when it comes to saving for retirement. But what about that same difference? Is there a difference in the genders as far as who's better prepared for retirement in America right now? We find women on all financial issues are more worried. They're more concerned. 
and they believe it's a higher priority. We have lots of measures around that. When it comes to retirement, 73% of women versus 68% for men are concerned. But in fact, women's retirement savings is actually 40% lower than those for men. Now, part of the reason is that on average, women have lower salaries than men. But another factor is women's tendency to select more conservative investments, which could, over time, result in a lower long-term return. In addition, our research found that men are more likely than women to play an active role in financial and investment matters. Over half of the men are very involved in monitoring and managing their retirement savings, as well as investigating and deciding whether to buy a specific product. While only four in 10 women play as active a role. This is why also often at the death of the husband, very difficult if the women have not been involved in those decisions and why they need some real help in planning at the loss of a loved one. Totally agree. I'm going through that in a couple of cases, Bob, and it's just heart-wrenching to see how fearful certain they are of themselves because someone else always took care of that form. So it's just heart-wrenching to see the stress that they're dealing with for sure. Yep, no question. Bob, can I ask, do working men and women consider themselves knowledgeable about financial planning? They just don't. The vast majority, whether they're working, whether they're retired, whether they're stay-at-home moms, they just don't feel they know enough about these issues. And what our studies indicate is if people don't feel they know enough, if they don't feel comfortable that they've found the exact right financial solution for them, that in fact, they will do nothing. That fear of doing the wrong thing is far worse in their minds than doing something. So what we often talk about is people procrastinate on these issues. And in fact, it's not really about procrastination. It's somebody hasn't helped them get comfortable that this particular solution is right for them. Bob, let's conclude with, I mean, these statistics, as Tony and I both mentioned, I mean, it just blows our minds. They talk about all these different crises. I can't see a crisis more severe to Americans than their own personal financial well-being at a time where if they're not prepared for it, how many jobs are available for someone 75 and broke? I think they're going to have some challenges. So what can we do to help more people to understand how much they need in retirement and to begin? And I think that's the biggest thing right there is actually beginning the process of saving. Saving that first monthly checkomatic or systematic investment is probably the most important one because it's real easy after that. Yeah. First, let's look at the numbers. Our studies say that most people believe that they're going to need 75% of their income to pay for essentials in retirement. And some experts don't feel that they're going to be able to get by at 75%. But when you look at it, Social Security is not going to make up that much. So our numbers say that the average retiree is going to have to make up about 41% of their 75% from other savings, be it 401k, 
other money that they've put aside for retirement, whatever. So yes, I believe the first thing is that they've got to start that systematic savings. They probably have to worry a little less about where they put it and work with a professional to get the right place for their risk tolerance, but they got to begin. And clearly that number we talked about at the start, the 49% are saving nothing, says we've got to get that message across. The second thing that I think is essentially different today is that people are beginning to understand it's about monthly income at retirement, not a pile of money. A lot of the materials 10 years ago talked about not how much do you need to save a month to hit a certain plan, but trying to get to a target. I need this much money. But now I think people understand it's not just about the pile of money, because in the downturn, they saw the pile of money disappear. What happens if that pile of money disappears in retirement? So there is much more focus than there was pre-downturn on how am I going to get a safe return, a monthly check in the mailbox that I can count on. I think above all, if people don't begin to save more, if they don't make it a priority, and they don't save regularly, there's an awful lot of Americans that are going to be heading for retirement hell. Bob, that's just phenomenal summing it up. Hopefully today it inspired you to reach out to your investment professional, your financial planner. Sit down now and do not be part of these statistics. It's just really eye-opening what you're sharing with us today. So we really appreciate you joining us. And I'm guessing that you'll continue to study this and share some of the improvements in these numbers we hope in the future. So please be sure to join us again, Bob. Great. Thank you and best of luck to you and to your clients. Thanks for joining us this week, and tune in again next week as we explore another phase of the real wealth process. And remember, if anything you heard in today's show you'd like to get more information about, contact your real wealth advisor. Also, if you feel that any of this information will be helpful to a friend or family member, just click the Forward to a Friend button. This copyrighted program and its contents is given with the understanding that neither the hosts, guests, nor station render legal, medical, accounting, tax, or other professional advice. The information and opinions expressed here are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendation for any individual situation or security. For specific assistance, you should seek the services of a competent professional. To learn about a specific investment option, ask your real wealth advisor for a prospectus. Please read the prospectus carefully about the fees, expenses, and risks before investing. Real wealth advisors offer security and investment advisory services through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered investment advisor, P.O. Box 64284, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55164. Real Wealth Advisors and Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated are not affiliated entities. This is Real Wealth Weekly on the Real Wealth Advisor Network. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast from Prism Insurance Agency. We've got additional information and links in our show notes, which you can click on to learn more. If you have any questions about any of the topics covered or would like to learn more, you can go to our website, www.myprisminsurance.com. You can reach out to us on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Call us at 951-243-2800 or email me directly at prob at myprisminsurance.com. The email is in the show notes as well. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and have a wonderful week.